The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investments goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors, LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. are in the money, the skies are sunny, an old man recession, you are through, you have done us wrong, although I don't think so. Well, we are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf, and this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market. We're going to, of course, talk about COVID. We're going to talk about government stimulus. We're going to talk about social security. We have so much to talk about this week. But before we do that, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morayf, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morayf. Well, thank you, Jack. And I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America. And we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if I that, love it. Yes, I do. And if that is you, then this show is designed for you. Our firm is designed to help you achieve your retirement goals. And our website is rpoa.com, where you can podcast this show. You can watch videos articles, all kinds of info. And uh, recently, Barron's named moi, your faithful your fa- faithful host, one of the top 100 financial advisors. Actually, they did that for eight years in a row. Wow, I'm impressed by that myself. But without our beloved and most valued clients, I would be nowhere. So all you clients, uh, we love you. We thank you. Let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, Infections are skyrocketing. I think uh, that's a fair statement. And uh, the question that I've been asked quite a bit, in fact, I was on uh, Fox Business. I was on television uh, last week. You guys may have seen me. But the question that I was asked was, with, with infections skyrocketing, with all that's going on and the possibility of lockdowns and all of that, will that take down the stock market? And so I'll give you the answer that I gave on, uh, on TV. You'll, you don't even have to watch the show. I'll just give it to you right here. Now, also, um, I want to ask you a question. What if you live to be 100? And, you know, that's not a far-fetched proposition anymore. Technology is advancing dramatically. I mean, it looks like we're going to have a vaccine in basically, what, seven months? That is just unbelievable how fast technology is advancing and, and finding cures for things that ail us. So the likelihood that you could live to be 100 is maybe the highest today than it's ever been. And my question to you is, 
how are you going to have your money last all those years if you're going to be retired for 35 years? Think about that. Your money may have to support you for more years than the time you worked to accumulate the money you're now going to retire on. And so we're going to talk about what if you live to be 100? What you should, should you be thinking about if that's going to happen? Now, also this week, uh, as we do every week, we're going to talk about Social Security and how to maximize that. We have some questions from listeners that I want to share with you, and uh, we'll endeavor to answer those questions. Um, and also this week, I want to ask you a question. What do you think is the biggest threat to your retirement or one of the biggest threats? In our view, it is bear markets. And a bear market is something like what happened in 2008, Y2K, even something like what happened earlier this year in March when the Dow and the S&P fell, you know, 30, 40%. Now, this year it bounced back very quickly, but the question is, what if it didn't? And there's a term in the investment world and the retirement planning world that's called sequential risk. And what it talks about is the timing of when you take a big loss in your investments and how does that affect the ability of your money to last. And by the way, if you're going to live to be 100, <laughs> you got to think about your money lasting a really, really long time. And so we're going to talk about one of the biggest threats to your retirement and what to do about it. And you know what, Jack? Most shows would actually stop right there. Most shows would say, you know what? If we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. Somebody stop me. Oh, don't you dare stop me because on this show, do we only go where we are expected to? Of course we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before. And therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And this week, we're going to talk about uh, gift tax rules and uh, the fact that they may expire at the end of this year, uh, given that uh, Joe Biden uh, appears to be the uh, going to be the president, and uh, he's talked about changing the tax laws. And that being the case, the gift tax rules may change, and some things that are available this year may go away. And I want to talk with you about all of that at about 10 till. So since we're heading into the gifting season, you know, it's like we start into the, the holiday buying and gifting season. We're going to talk about the gift tax rules. So we have a show that is full of great information for you. I hope you'll stay tuned for the entire program. I want to wish all of you a very, since, uh, since I'm not going to get to talk to you before then, uh, I want to wish all of you a very happy Thanksgiving. And uh, I know that if you're like uh, my wife and me, you're not going to have your whole family coming home for Thanksgiving. You're, you, it's, uh, it's not safe for them to travel, in our opinion, and also if they did, to bring the virus with them into our home. So uh, we're not going to have the usual family reunion that we do. But you know what? If it's one time out of all the times, I guess it's okay in the scope of things. And uh, so it's sad. I'd, I'd like to have everybody home, but uh, it is what it is, right? So I wish you all the very best this Thanksgiving. I hope you and your family are safe and healthy. And what we tell all our clients is we want you to be sane and we want you to be healthy. Okay, so stay sane, stay healthy. All right, let's talk about the infections are skyrocketing and uh, will that take down the stock market? So, you know, if you've been listening to this show for the last several weeks, in fact, several months, then you know that what we're keeping our eye on is not vaccines, although in the long run, and I'd say over the next, let's call it a year, a vaccine certainly will help the economy by getting, if, if it works and people go back to work, that'll be great. But the problem is that if we have a vaccine and the vaccine works, that doesn't mean that the 30 or however many million people who are unemployed are going to go back to work. 
Okay, just because there's a vaccine doesn't mean all of a sudden companies are going to start hiring left and right. Now, certainly there will be some, but there are a lot of companies that won't. And so why not? Well, because their profits are down, their company, you know, their debt is overwhelming. They've borrowed so much money. There's a lot of overhang from the pandemic and the bad economic times. So what could help alleviate that? Well, one of the things that we've talked about for, like I said, several weeks, if not months now, is if there was a stimulus package then the consumer would have the money to spend. And if the consumer has money to spend, then what could happen is companies would see their profits uh, uh, sustain. And if that happens, then certainly they would start thinking about hiring and all of that thing would be a, a virtuous circle. But in our view, it, it begins with a stimulus package. And the good news is that apparently uh, talks have begun again with regard to that. So I want you to think about what would happen if next year we have a vaccine and we have a stimulus package. Uh, I think they're talking about somewhere between two or three trillion dollars being injected into the economy. What would that do? In our view, that could be the economy on steroids, <laughs> you know, because think about yourself. You've probably not spent as much this year as you normally do, right? Uh, many of you have not been traveling. You've not gone out to eat as much. You're, you haven't shopped as much. You haven't done as many things. Certainly, if you're staying home, you're not paying for gas in your car, all that kind of stuff. So you probably have, have saved some money if you have a job and if you've been getting stimulus money. Uh, the savings rate in our country has gone way up. So people have, have money, they have pent up demand, they want, you know, we're shoppers, we're Americans after all, and so we want to go shopping the moment we can, we want to go on those cruises, we want to travel, we want to spend our money, that's what we do, we're a consuming country, and we haven't been able to. So there's this big pent up demand, and money, and if we have a stimulus package, then people will also have money that, that may not otherwise. And you combine that with a vaccine where people are now able to go out and go out and about. Oh, my. I think next year, I'm not ready to make my fearless forecast, but next year, I think we could see Dow 35,000, I think. And by the way, in case you didn't remember, in January of this year, I said we'd see Dow 31,000. And we may. <laughs> it's been a really weird way to get there, but we may. So the fearless forecast is uh, in play again. It's kind of interesting. But uh, anyway, so what does that all mean? Well, if you are not invested right now, it is my belief that it is opportunity time. Okay. Now, certainly the market has gone up. The Dow, the S&P have gone up significantly over the last uh, m month or so. And yes, we've seen, you know, given because of the, the optimism on vaccines, et cetera. But I don't think it's over. As I said, if the economy is going to be on steroids next year, as I see it, then we could see all kinds of new all-time highs coming our way. And the important thing, in my view, is to be invested um, because we don't see the downside at this time. Now, certainly that could change. Now, if you're over 50 and uh, I guess there's a lot of you. <laughs> so if you're over 50 uh, and you are not retired yet, but you, you're, you, can see, you can see the finish line, right? You can see maybe you're going to retire within five years or so, then I think you should be invested. I think you should be growing, uh, you know, availing yourself of the growth opportunities that I see. But at the same time, you need to do it in a way that follows what we, what we, our core value, which says that take only as much risk as is necessary to accomplish your financial goals. 
And, you know, when I meet with people and they're like 80% in, in stocks or 100% and they're all in like that, it worries me because even though, like I said, I believe it's bullish time, that still doesn't mean you throw caution to the wind and you take inordinate amounts of risk. So how do you determine how much risk is appropriate for you? Well, one of the things that I'd invite you to do is go to our website. It's rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. If you click on meet with an advisor, what we'll do is we'll sit down with you and we'll build a retirement cash flow plan for you. And, and yes, we will look out until you're age 100. <laughs> we'll do that. And what we'll do is we'll say we'll take into account taxes, inflation, Social Security. We'll help you make those decisions. We'll talk about your 401k. We'll help you make those decisions. We'll, and, and in the process of doing all that, we'll determine, help you determine, should I say, uh, the amount of risk that's appropriate for you and therefore the portfolio that you should have in our view. And we'll build, we'll do all of that with you, no charge or obligation. So if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com, click on meet with an advisor and uh, we'll do that with you. And if we can help you, fantastic. And if not, we will part friends. So it's all good. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. It is absolutely that. All right. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what if you live to be 100? What are you going to do then? So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack, and I am senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America, and we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning, so we work with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon, and if that's you, then we would love to meet you and see if we can help you. We want you to enjoy your retirement. We call it your second childhood without parental supervision. So we want you to go play and have fun and enjoy, and whatever that means to you, we want you to experience it, and we want to help facilitate it if we can. So that's what we do. Do. Our website is rpoa.com. On there, you can listen to this show. We podcast it for you. Uh, we have videos on all kinds of retirement topics. We have articles. We have all just a, a plethora of info for you. All right, so our website is that. And, uh, you know, uh, in, uh, recently Forbes named our financial advisory firm one of the top 100 wealth managers. <laughs> yes, and we're very proud of that, of course. But, you know, without our beloved and most valued clients, we'd be nowhere. We now serve uh, over 9,000 beautiful, wonderful families in uh, 48 states. It is, uh, it is so wonderful. We're so, we're so lucky. You know, I mean, it's, it's the best job in the world to help people, uh, you know, and, and hopefully have them enjoy their retirement and see them enjoy their second childhood without parental supervision. It's all good. Anyway, um, so if you'd like to know more, as I mentioned, our website is rpoa.com. Now, one of the things that we do when, when we sit down with a prospective client and then as we go through the journey of retirement with them, is we build for them what we call a retirement cash flow plan. RCFP is what we've named it. And the RCFP is designed to look into the future 5, 10, 15, 20, even 30 years into the future. Now, obviously, you know, you're making assumptions, and so none of it is actually going to happen exactly as you planned it out. But you're always looking into the future, in our view. And if, you're, if your time horizon is you're, you're, you're looking 10 or 15 or 20 years down the road all the time, then small changes that you make today can add up over time and make big changes over time. But if you're not looking that far into the future, then you know you could suddenly realize, oh my gosh, I've got a problem, and now it's a big problem, and now you got to do crazy things to try to fix it. When you could have, if you diagnosed it early, you could have made small changes and and uh, and and fixed it. So, 
in the retirement cash flow plan, one of the things that we do is we look to see how you will be all the way out to age 100. Now, when we do that, it's really funny because I would say the majority of people look at me like, no, I'm not going to live to be 100. <laughs> if I make it to 90, that'll be enough. I don't want to live beyond that. But you know what? It's all about quality of life. It's all about whether you have your faculties or not, uh, if you're physically able. If you do, then why not? And you know, people over 100 are the fastest growing segment of our population. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's an amazing thing. And with technology, it's, it's really extraordinary. There's a uh, show um, that I saw, a documentary, and uh, it was um, Carl Reiner did it. And I, it's escaping me right now, I'm sorry. But anyway, he, what he does is he interviews all these people that are in their 90s and, and over 100. And these people are amazing. One of them's a yoga teacher. The other one runs 10Ks. Another one is an artist. Uh, you know, these, these people are active. They're with it mentally. I mean, they're all really skinny, I will tell you that. <laughs> and they're, and they're kind of little, too. I guess as you get older, you lose weight and you shrink. But anyway, and and the thing about it that's really inspiring is that they all have a, I don't know, a, a zest for life and they're healthy. And that segment is growing and it's possible that you could be one of those people. Cool. Yeah. And while, you know, I think it would be something to aspire to, to live a nice, long, healthy, active life, from a financial standpoint, it's like the worst possible thing you could do. Why is that? Well, because the longer you live and the longer you are active, the longer your money has to support you. I mean, think about it. If you're unhealthy and you die young, from a financial standpoint, that's a good thing. Your money doesn't have to work so hard. You died when you were 80, it's over with, or 70. But if you live to be 90 or 100 and your money has to support you for 30 or 40 years, that's a lot of heavy lifting. That's a lot of stuff that your money has to go through and keep you, keep you going. And that's what we want to do for you. That's why we build the retirement cash flow plan. We take into account your taxes. We take into account inflation. You know, one of the biggest things that you have to concern yourself with is inflation, in my opinion. Because if you're going to live 40 years or 30 years in retirement, you know, inflation will make your cost of living go up over time if that happens. Also, you want to look at, you know, how do you invest your money so as to compensate for taxes, inflation, your cost of living, uh, you know, all the things that you want to do. If you want to travel every year or you want to play golf or you want to give money to charity, whatever it may be that, that uh, your second childhood represents, you know, we want to build all that into your cash flow plan and look and see how long will your money last. And then by doing that, we can look into the future. And obviously, we're making assumptions. You know, there are no guarantees here. But you start with a game plan, and then you monitor it, you manage it. And that's the job that we have of every time, you know, meeting with clients periodically dur during the year to update the plan and make sure we're on track and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's not a cast in stone, you build it and you walk away from it. It's a build it look at it at least once a year, update it, make sure that you're on track, make changes accordingly. And if you do that, then I firmly believe it's possible that not only could you live to be 100, but if you manage your money and all that, it's also possible that your money could last as long as you do. How very interesting. <laughs>
It is very interesting. And you know, that's, we have two goals for you, uh, for our clients. And that is, the first one is, we want your money to last as long as you do, as I just said. But secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. We want you to enjoy the lifestyle that you want in your retirement, your second childhood without parental supervision. So if you want all that, and you'd like us to help you with that, then I encourage you to go to our website. Now, we have several uh, uh, seminars going on right now. We have one on Medicare enrollment. We have one on Social Security. We have one on taxes, income taxes. We also have one on uh, retirement planning during these uh, pandemic times. So we have a bunch of seminars. They're virtual. You can, you can attend from the comfort of your home. And uh, they're at various times. And I encourage you to go and watch them, participate, learn. And uh, hopefully we can help you to achieve the goals that you want. So our I don't know how to say I thank you, except I thank you. Well, you're very welcome. Our website is uh, rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And uh, while you're there, you know, instead of uh, uh, binging Netflix or whatever you're binging, uh, I would encourage you to binge our website. We've got lots of videos on there on Social Security, 401k planning, retirement planning, income tax planning, estate planning. We got all kinds of uh, content there for you. You can download it. You can print it. You can watch it. You can listen to it. It's all at rpoa.com. And, you know, in years past, before the pandemic, when we used to do those things live, we always had our... Uh, our world-famous oatmeal raisin and chocolate chunk cookies. And we used to bake them fresh right before the seminars. And uh, if you came early, they still were warm right out of the oven. We're trying to figure out how to make that happen with a virtual seminar. It's a little more difficult, but uh, <laughs> creative minds can come up with stuff. But anyway, it's all there for you at rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to maximize your social security. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack, and I am founder and senior retirement planner of Retirement Planners of America, and we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning, so we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon, and if that's you, then I think you are the most wonderful person in the whole world. Wow. <laughs> and I'd love to help you achieve your retirement goals if I can. And our website is rpoa.com. And we've got lots of stuff on there. And Financial Times actually named our financial advisory firm one of the top 300 registered investment advisors. Actually, three times that we've been named that, which is very flattering. We are honored and we are happy about that. But without our beloved and most valued clients, we'd be nowhere. And uh, we work with over 9,000 wonderful, beautiful families in 48 states. And uh, it is certainly an honor, and uh, we're so grateful. Now, if you're not a client, as I said, our website is rpoa.com. We encourage you to go there, see if you like what you see, and maybe there's a fit there. Now, uh, this is the part of the show where I encourage you to send me your questions, and uh, then I'll endeavor to answer those questions for you. And as I always say, if it's a hard question, I, I won't answer it because I don't want to look like I don't have the answers on the air. <laughs> no, not really. I always, I, I always try to answer every question. So here, this one is from Anita. And so Anita says, uh, I am currently 72 years of age. When I reached my uh, retirement, my Social Security retirement age of 66, I applied for benefits on my ex-spouse's record, which was allowed at that time, and I met all the eligibility requirements. I, ha I received half of what his full benefit would have been at age 66. Okay, that's so far so good. After one year, I switched over to my benefit, and I've been collecting that my own benefit ever since then. My ex-spouse 
passed away in March of this year, at which time I had a phone appointment with the Social Security office, and they told me that since he collected his benefits prior to his retirement age, I would only get his reduced benefit, and my benefit is slightly more than his reduced benefit, so therefore collecting on his death benefit is not a good idea. My question is, why, why is it that when I drew on his record when he was alive, I got half of his age 66 benefit, but now that he's passed, I don't collect his full death benefit, I collect his reduced benefit. So I got half of his full benefit when I collected early, but then now that he's passed, I collect on his reduced benefit. It doesn't seem to make sense. Well, you know what, Anita? There's not much that makes sense about Social Security, I'm sorry to tell you, <laughs> but your diagnosis is correct. The benefit you get if he's living is based on his age 66 benefit, if you can collect it, and the death benefit is whatever his benefit was, and if it was reduced at the time of his death, then you get a reduced benefit. So those are the rules as they are stated. All right, let me go to another question here. Uh, this is Tom in uh, Scottsdale, and he says, uh, my benefit is $2,724. My wife, Kathy, is 60, and her benefit is $936. If Kathy and I both apply, we're both, I'm 59, uh, if we, and she's 60. If we both apply at age 62, Kathy will get a spousal benefit, although it will be reduced. Is that correct? Uh, well, no, not really. So the best, she, the rest of the question is the best strategy for Kathy is to wait until she's 67 when I turn 66 and I've already applied. That way I can get, she can get the full 50% benefit. Is that right? And would you recommend that I do that? Well, let me, so this is sort of the same question that uh, Anita was asking, which is that while you are alive, you're both alive, um, you can collect benefits and you can get it based on the age 66 of your spouse, not whatever age they are at, okay? So, but here's what I would recommend, okay? You need to be very careful about your life expectancies because you guys are, are different ages. And I would, and this is self-serving, I know, but I would recommend that you talk to one of our retirement planners because under the new rules, married couples will, be, will have to make a trade-off between spousal benefits meaning what you get as a spouse, and delayed credits, which is the increase in your benefits that if you wait, okay? So in order for Kathy to start her spousal benefit at 67, you, Tom, will have to start yours at age 66, and you'll have to give up four years of delayed credits to do that, okay? It might be better for Kathy to forego her spousal benefits so you can maximize your benefits by applying at age 70, and then taking both life expectancies into, uh, into consideration, it will show you the scenario that provides the highest lifetime benefits. So that was a complicated answer to what seemed like a really simple answer, uh, question. But it just illustrates that if you want to do Social Security right, in my opinion, you need to talk to somebody that knows what they're talking about. And uh, I want to offer you that. If you go to our website, there are several, there are multiple resources available to you to help with Social Security. Um, one of them, of course, is you can attend our virtual seminar we have going on right now uh, this next week on, on Social Security and all of that. In addition, you could, uh, we have articles, we have uh, videos, podcasts on Social Security, all kinds of stuff there. Or even better yet, 
Why don't you uh, click on meet with an advisor and schedule a time to visit with one of our retirement planners and we'll design a, a retirement plan that includes Social Security but also includes income taxes, estate planning, your 401k, just the whole picture and we'll do it all for you, no charge or obligation. So lots of resources there for you at rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. All right, we're going to take a break and when we come back, we're going to talk about one of the biggest threats to your retirement. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack. And uh, I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America, and we are. Ooh la la! And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So as the name implies, and we work with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And I think it's like the most wonderful time of your life. I think it's, uh, you know, when you reach that age when uh, hopefully your, your kids are grown and uh, they've gotten past the teenage years and you, they're, not, they're not the monsters that they were. They're, they actually appreciate you maybe. Um, and you've uh, saved up a little money here and there. You're ready to retire. You're looking forward to that. Or maybe you are retired and uh, it just is the, it's the best time of, the, of your life, in my opinion. And that's why we like to work with those people. And if you are in that uh, category, if you're over 50, retired or retiring soon, our website is rpoa.com. And we'd love for you to go there and see all the stuff that we have on there for you. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm super proud of is that for eight years in a row, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 independent uh, financial advisors. And, uh, of course, without our beloved and most valued clients, we would be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you. We thank you. And uh, we now work with over 9,000 beautiful, wonderful families in uh, 48 states. And we'd love to work with you as well if we can. And, again, our website is rpoa.com. Now, when we're looking at retirement planning, you know, I talked about earlier in the show about the possibility that you could live to be 100 years old. And don't discount that. Okay, just because your parents, you know, didn't live that long or whatever it may be, that doesn't have to be you. And in fact, technology is advancing incredibly rapidly right now. And, uh, you know, if you think about how fast these vaccines that uh, are about to be on the market, it appears, you know, that's that's seven months ago is when the pandemic started. And from a seven, seven months from a standing start, we may have more than one vaccine. We may have three, four or five of them. Who knows? That is just remarkable. I mean, it's incredible. And so that kind of advancement in technology and uh, you know, artificial intelligence that is able to process data and all that kind of stuff, the likelihood is very you know, higher now than ever that you could live to be 100. And so when you are going to live that long, in our view, you have to think about how, is your, how long is your money, how do you make have your money last as long as you do? And that's one of our goals for you is to have your money last as long as you do. And so in my view, it's almost, you know, like a sports team or a, or a military general, you, you have, in my opinion, have to look at the opposition. You have to look at the enemy and get intelligence on the enemy and figure out, you know, how can they harm you? And in a, in a football a game, you know, you look at what can the other team do to us and how do we counteract that? And, you know, the old expression about defense wins championships, very often that's true. And so in our view, when, when you are in retirement, you're in a different place. And certainly when you're within five years of retirement, we believe you're in a different place than you were before that. 
Why? Because we believe that once you get within five years of retirement and then you go into retirement, there's this thing called sequential risk, which I talked about earlier in the show, which means that the sequence, the, 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 the timing of when you take a big loss is extremely, extremely important. You know, and, and we've joked on this show, we've had segments where we said, you know, would you rather take a big loss, you know, when you're 65 or would you rather take a big loss when you're 80? And, you know, most people would say, well, I'd want to take the big loss when I'm 65 because, you know, I can grow it back and build it all up again and all that. And when I'm 80, I'm old and I can't do it. If you do the math on that, that is not the right answer. Because if you take a big, there's many studies that have shown that if you take a big loss early in your retirement or certainly before you retire, then that will impact your ability to support your lifestyle or to retire in the first place. And, uh, so protecting against big losses during that 10-year period, the five years before you retire and the five years after you retire, in our view, is paramount. So when I'm talking about big losses, what am I talking about? What does that even mean? Well, in our view, big losses are, can, be, can happen for a variety of reasons. You know, you, obviously, you could have a big health issue that causes you to have to spend a lot of money, and that could be very bad. Um, so there's all kinds of reasons, but one of the, the reasons, and we can't control those, but one of the things that we try to at least mitigate is bear markets. And a bear market is a drop in the stock market in the S&P, the Dow, or whatever you're investing in by more than 20%. And according to Ned Davis research, those kind of things happen on average every three years. There've been 33 of them over the last hundred years. Now, the big famous ones, of course, are the Great Depression, um, in the, you know, 1987, uh, Y2K, more recently, 2008. Um, and, and so these kind of things, if they persist, if they're long. Now, we had a bear market this year in March because of the pandemic, but it bounced back very quickly. And most of you probably feel like, oh, okay, that was just a passing thing. But what if it had stayed down? What if it was still down the, the S&P you're invested? Go back and look at your statement at the end of March or what the value of your accounts were at the end of March. And ask yourself, if it stayed there, as Y2K in 2008 did, where it, it didn't recover to its value before the bear market for five years, seven years, if it takes that long to recover, are you going to be able to retire if you're sitting on that little bit of money that you have left? In my opinion, that's going to be very difficult. And then also, if you are retired and you want to live on that money and you take a big hit like that, if you keep taking money out to live on after you've taken a hit like that, the reason for that sequential risk I'm talking about, in plain English, what it means is it's what farmers call eating your seed corn, okay? Which means if you eat enough of your seed corn, then when planting season comes, guess what? You ain't got no more seeds. <laughs> You've eaten them all. And so if you're taking money out of your investments when they're down, it's, it's, it's going to be difficult for them to come back if you've spent a lot of it. So for all of the above reasons, we believe that uh, we have a strategy we call invest and protect. And this strategy is the one that told us to counsel our clients and everybody listening to the show to get out of the stock market, to sell all your equities in November of 2007, also in 2018, also this year in March, uh, just before the pandemic was announced, we said, you know, take, take your money out of the markets and protect yourself. Shazam. Yes. And we believe you protect first and you worry about everything else afterwards, because if it keeps on going or it stays down, then guess what? 
You may not be able to retire or you may not be able to stay retired. Neither one of those do we want. So uh, that's why we have our invest and protect strategy. Now, if you're over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, uh, if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. You can attend our seminars. We have multiple seminars that I think, and they're virtual, that I think you'll enjoy. One on retirement planning. We talk about our, our invest and protect strategy. We talk about social security. We talk about Medicare, uh, all the decisions, 401k, lots of the decisions that you need to make. We want to help you if we can, and all of it is available at rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about gift tax rules that may expire at the end of this year, and it is gifting season, so we'll be right back. Stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. And this is Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack, and I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America, and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, so we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon, and uh, one of the things we're, we're extremely proud of is that Inc. Magazine named us one of the 5,000 fastest growing companies in the United States, actually twice now. To infinity and beyond. Yes, indeed. And uh, we're very proud of that. We, we love growing. We like helping as many people as possible. And the more people we help, the more we grow. So it's a wonderful thing. And uh, we work now with over 9,000 families in 48 states. And if you are not familiar with us, go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And we have a plethora of uh, things for you to watch and listen to and read regarding retirement planning. We want to be your single source for all of that kind of stuff. And if we can help you, fantastic. Now, we're going to talk at this. Uh, this is the segment of the show where we talk about estate planning, which is how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And so this is the part of the show where we talk about um, uh, gift taxes, estate taxes, and all of that. And I thought that, you know, since Thanksgiving is coming up, and by the way, uh, if I don't uh, get to talk to you before then, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, but since Thanksgiving usually kicks off the gifting uh, season where you're buying stuff to make gifts with, I thought it would be appropriate to talk about the gift tax rules and how they work and all of that. That ought to keep the little squirts happy. Yes, and you want happy squirts. Unhappy squirts are not good. So anyway, we're going to do that next. But before we do, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire and of course, that is Tony Bennett with Rags to Riches and the, the estate taxes, probate, and all that kind of stuff. It's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags, and we do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. So this week, I want to talk about the gift tax rules. And uh, this year in 2020, the, uh, the gift taxes. So let me back up. So the reason why we have gift taxes and estate taxes is because we, in our infinite wisdom, we've decided that we don't want people to pass on to other people money without paying tax on it, okay? Now, you can agree or disagree with that, but that's why. And uh, so, therefore, if upon your death, 
you leave a lot of money to somebody, you leave a large enough estate, there's going to be a tax on that transfer. It's called a transfer tax. Well, smart people have figured out that if I give it all away before I die, then upon my death, I don't have anything left, and therefore I will not owe any estate tax. Well, smart people are smart, but I can tell you that the IRS... Ha <laughs> ha, Jack, I caught you. <laughs> Jack was looking the other way. I got him. <laughs> but the IRS is also not stupid. And they know that people will do that. So therefore, they created the gift tax, which means that if you want to give it all away, we're going to tax it just as if you had died with it. So that way, you can't do that. So there. So those are the gift tax rules. But then they also figured out that if you have a tax on every single gift, then what's going to happen is that people are going to not like you if you're a politician, and you'll be voted out of office. And one thing politicians don't like is, is to get voted out of office. So they created the gift tax exemptions which means that if you give less than $15,000 per person, then there's no gift tax on that, all right? So if you're married, you can give up to $30,000 to each of your children or whoever else you wish, and there's no gift tax on that. So the next question you may ask is, well, who pays the gift tax? Well, the people that receive the gift do not pay the gift tax. You do. The person making the gift has to pay the tax, okay? Because you're the donor, and it's a transfer tax, and they tax the person that's making the transfer. Just like the estate tax. They tax the estate, not the people that inherit, okay? So what's excluded from gifts? Well, there are several things, but the important ones that are pertinent to our conversation here is our, our uh if you want to have your children or grandchildren go to college, don't give them the money as a gift to pay the, the, the uh, tuition. Pay the tuition directly because tuition that you pay for is not considered a gift. So there are some things like that that you can do. And uh, do, you, uh, do you have to file a tax return every time you make a gift? The answer is no, as long as it's under that $15,000. If you exceed that, then yes, you do have to file a gift tax return, but most likely you still won't owe tax because there's a whole nother layer of tax-free gifts you can make, which are for another show. So if you keep your gifts to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs under $15,000 per child or person or $30,000 per child or person, if you're married, then uh, you're in good shape when it comes to the gift taxes. And I think I'm covering pretty much everybody that's listening to this show. Fascinating. <laughs> All right, Mr. Spock, very logical as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me make you an offer. If you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, I'd like you to go to our website. It's rpoa.com, and we have a whole slew of virtual seminars for you to attend. We have some on Social Security, on Medicare enrollment, or right smack dab in the middle of that right now. We have one on uh, retirement planning during the pandemic. We talk about all those things. Thing, a lot of the things that you should be thinking about if you are thinking about retiring in the middle of all this mess that's going on. We have uh, one on income taxes, on estate planning, and also you have the ability to sign up to visit with one of our retirement planners and have them build you a retirement plan at no charge or obligation. So we have lots of stuff available to you, and it's all there at rpoa.com. Oh, dear. That's too wonderful to be true. Well, Dorothy, it is not too wonderful to be true because it is true. 
<laughs> so rpoa.com is our website. Well, folks, I cannot believe how fast this show's gone. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Of course not. It's only the beginning. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Morave or MMWKM Advisors LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.